0: you anyone hear me? Waiting on Jamie. Good morning, people. I'm waiting on Jamie, my guest. Wildflower. I am. What's the word when you're. Disposed. My studio was set up in my bedroom, actually, and my wife slept in. So I got thrown out. And I'm an hour behind my guest. And I got the time mixed up. So I'm waiting for her to come on to wake up. I should already walk up. Hope you guys are having a good day. I don't think y'all can see me real good. Hello there. I'm uh I'm still <laughs> um can you see okay? I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. what happened? I set up the I set up the new studio over there and it got in everyone's way. Oh no, how dare you! <laughs> well, I was, still a li- I was gonna do a live show, I still may go. I was gonna do a live show, and I told everybody in the family I got guests on, blah 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 blah. And they don't listen to me if I said the house is on fire, they wouldn't listen to me. And then they come storming through the house, playing with the dog, going to ice maker, refrigerator. I moved everything to my bedroom, our bedroom, and then my wife. I told her, I said, I got Jamie coming on in the morning, blah, 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 blah. Well, I couldn't get out of bed. And she said, go get in there. So I came back in here, but I don't have my all my fancy stuff in here. So you look like you're all dressed up and ready to go.
1: Yeah, well, I had, we're usually up early. So I had, I have three kids. So I, my husband just left with them so I could actually do this with you. Yeah. <laughs> Well yeah, so yeah. I understand.
0: Yeah. what uh tell me about yourself. I just you know I'm the way I found you was through probably somebody you don't even really know
1: hmm.
0: and all he's got a podcast about Appalachia.
1: Oh my goodness, no. I don't know him personally, but I do follow him, yeah, because I am from Western North Carolina, the heart of the Appalachian Mountains, and yeah, I I do. That is so funny. I did not know that is like where you found me.
0: Yeah, that's how I found you, and it took me a little bit to get a wildflower, and you, and being Catholic, all connected, yeah. I, I was seeing your uh things on Instagram where you're making all the uh fermented pickles.
1: Yeah, so that's I, I'm actually a wild fermentation revivalist and um I sell my book. I teach the beginners all about wild fermentation and how it can give you probiotics and give you good gut health and better digestion overall.
0: So well, how'd you get into that?
1: Well, I actually cured my own IBS, so I had some GI issues myself, and um, it really exacerbated when I had started with my first child, being pregnant, you know, being pregnant anyways will make symptoms like that come on. So, you know, whenever that happened, you know, we started messing around. My husband's like, listen, hear me out. He's like, I want you to eat this. It's going to solve all your problems. Just trust me. And I'm like, no, no. And it was actually sauerkraut. And it was so dramatic. You know, I had it. I put it on a cracker. It was the only way I could eat it. And then now I can literally just drink the juice of sauerkraut. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I have a bunch of easy recipes. So from there, that's when I started creating and I created like a salsa ferment and people really tend to like that. And then you have the pickles, you know, my kids love the pickles. They love the uh, ginger soda pop that I make. Um, And I may also make it, I grow turmeric in my garden. So I make a turmeric soda. So it's just full of probiotics, just trying to, you know, stay healthy, and I think it's important.
0: That's that's very interesting. Are you a, um, what they call a homesteader now? Do you know, you, what know, that, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I don't think so because we're getting chickens this year, but we're not quite there. But I, I love gardening, so I, I definitely enjoy gardening for my family, and I whatever I do garden, I ferment. I like to bring it from the garden to ferment and, and to eat and try to keep it
0: fresh as possible, yeah. So well, just a
1: small home gardener.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, my wife and I, we went to a Jimmy Buffett concert. This has probably been 10 years ago, so don't judge me. <laughs> and I my- will and we stopped by a a establishment where you can buy alcohol in Alabama on the way to Atlanta the concert was in Atlanta and we got something similar to um, moonshine okay and she got some uh some kind of cherries that um I'm not talking about like fresh cherries from the produce, but in a, a bottle and she took the bottle of cherries and poured it into the moonshine stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And it took two hours to drive to Atlanta and she got it into the concert. I'm not sure how. Women can do a lot of things guys can't do. Maybe it's in her purse. But she get has this big mason jar, right? And it's full of cherries. And those cherries were all, you know, saturated in the moonshine. Oh yeah. She was a big hit because we were in the line to get in to get in with our tickets and they weren't letting us in So she just went down the line giving out those cherries. So, oh my goodness, they have a strange effect on you. So, is that what your pickles do? Your fermented pickles? (laughs) So,
1: I have had um, because I also go to the farmer's market and I I sell ferments at the farmer's market as well. And so, people who are not used to like a fermented food, I've had some say this tastes a little uh, champagne y. Um, mm-hmm. it is ascetic like it's it's but it's it's really hard to explain it, it is a taste that your tongue really does have to acquire mm-hmm. you know just like just like the foods you eat today you've only acquired that taste because you eat them and you enjoy them right but if you was to eat another type of food and bring that into your diet after a month your body would crave it you know mm-hmm. and so yeah it, it has a bite mm-hmm.
0: how much is a jar of your pickle?
1: So, right now, I do small jars, and they're like $7, but it's already fermented. Do
0: you order them? Do you have a page?
1: No. um, Due to food laws, um, I I only go like one or two times a month at my Mm -hmm. farmer's market, so nothing online. The only thing I do sell online is my book, and, of course, I give tips on my social media, just trying to inspire people.
0: So, do you mind if people watching... This show go to your social media. Are you open to oh, that?
1: No. Yeah, I would love for them to.
0: Wildflower.
1: No, it's called Wild and Artfully Me. Where
0: did I? I was <laughs> from.
1: But that's okay.
0: Huh. Okay, so I'll uh, later on. I'll I'll put that little caption in because I yeah I saw you. I went to the dude's podcast because he was like <laughs> Lamble. <laughs> on and on and on about his life up in the coal mines. Yeah. Then I heard him say he had an Instagram. So I go to his Instagram and I see you there, but already seeing you there through my Catholic stuff. So it was just kind of a coincidence. So how long have you been Catholic?
1: I uh, officially into the church 13 years. Mm-hmm. So I actually I met my husband. So he was Catholic. He wasn't practicing at the time. He's what you call a cradle Catholic. Yeah. And so when we got married, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is I can I can become Catholic because it's really weird. Because like before I met him in my high school years, I was just so like obsessed with like Catholicism in a whole. And it's really funny because you know in school. You learn about the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. like a little in public school, and um, you learn little glimpses because it's history, it's
0: real history. And um, world history without it,
1: exactly. And so, I just remember just being a little obsessed with it. I actually grew up Baptist, Mm -hmm. so that was far, far from what you know. So when I met him, we got married, and I was so happy. I had a really amazing priest. He was one of your old-school Latin mass dudes. Mm -hmm. Really awesome. Really awesome.
0: Well, when you were growing up, what was it that that attracted you? Was it just the the history or the—
1: It was everything. It was kind of like, you know, because growing up in the Baptist faith, it was like— I had so many questions that I just didn't feel was answered, couldn't be answered by a regular preacher. I just had a lot of issues about the Protestant faith in a whole. It just seemed like it was lacking. Like, And boy, was there. There was so much lacking in the, there still is without the Catholic faith. And when I came to the Catholic faith and I got really good catechized and, Wow, it's just amazing. And I hear so many people say, Oh, well, the Catholics, they don't even read their Bible. There's nothing in part of the Catholic faith that is in the Bible. And I'm like, Have you read the Bible? Because mm-hmm. the entire mass is from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, I could cry. Like, that is amazing to me. You know, um, probably one of my favorite parts of the mass is um right before we take communion the holy eucharist you know um and it comes from a part in the bible lord i'm not worthy that you should enter into my roof but only say the word and my soul should be healed that came from a roman centurion and i was like what when i found out that was in the bible i was like whoa so amazing so um which came later in life. So yeah, I had a deep devotion to it. Always, always attracted to it and just didn't really know why. just didn't have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in high school, I actually I got really strong into, in like to research and to Google. And then out of nowhere, I became friends with this woman, I guess you would call her a witch. And, um, she and en- I ended up going down this path with her, and she's like, Hey, I'm gonna go do a widget board. Do you want to come with me? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, A widget board? I'm like, Yeah, well, you see it from the movies and stuff, you know. And uh, unfortunately, I went with her, and um, that night changed my life, it was crazy. What? And uh, I don't want to go too far into it because I do not like to glorify anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I really left with a uh, severe demonic nightmares. Um, it it was awful. And then I remember going to school, still in high school, and I remember. I had this um, little Spanish girl I was really good friends with in my NJRTC class. And I just remember telling her, she's like, hey, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't feel good. I'm not sleeping. I'm having nightmares. I'm hearing footsteps running up and down my beside my uh, bedroom. I'm like, I'm not doing well. And so the next day she came and she gave me a red rosary. And she I'm like, what is this? And she, I've never seen a rosary before in my life. First life. <laughs> life. Hang it above your bed. And I, I just I saw a crucifix on it. I knew it was from the Catholic Church. So in my upbringing, that was, hey, I've seen movies. This is like some exorcist stuff. Okay, I'm going to listen. You know, because we all know, even in the Protestant world, you know, hey, if you need an exorcism, you know, you could go to a priest, you know, that's who you go to, right? And so... By golly, I did. I, I clung on to that rosary and thank the Lord I was delivered. To my knowledge to this day, that was our lady that saved us. That's right. And um, what is funny about that story is that when we moved to South Carolina, I went through a bit of a deep depression. And, you know, my husband, he didn't really want to go to church anymore. And we just kind of went in a funk. And then we ended up getting invited to go to some church with his some relative, and we did that. And we, I just remember us looking at each other like, "What are we doing? Why are we here?" And so we, I were like, "This this church ain't for us." So I came home and I told him, "I said we're gonna go back to the church." And um, we we weren't left long at all. It wasn't nothing crazy, but I remember going to the rosary and just doing a full novena about it just taking it to our blessed mother and everything fell into place it was wonderful we haven't missed a sunday in years it's it's been great you know my son is now um he's been an altar boy for over a year now I also help, Um, I'm on rotation as a lector in my church, you know, in my parish, so it's just amazing. So it's amazing what what God can do when you open those doors. But um, one, one thing that is really hard is, I think what I was experiencing is when you are, when God is trying to call you or when you feel close, and then all of a sudden you have these obstacles getting thrown in your way, well... I think that's not a coincidence. You know what I mean? I, there, there's no coincidence about that. And so, I think it's important that we try to acknowledge our strongholds in our life and and try to overcome them. You know, Saint Peter he had he had strongholds. He he wasn't perfect at all. <laughs> you know, and our Lord still loved him.
0: Well, um, back to you said you got involved. Y'all started going to a church. You didn't. Um. that tri- You ever have a dream before a very intense dream, and but you don't remember it for about an hour or two after you wake up. Yeah. Well, you just trigger something. I had a dream last night, and no one's no one's heard this because you talking brought it up. But <laughs> I dreamed I went back to a church I used to be a part of. You know. Years ago, and I went into the building, and it was so full of people that I couldn't even get in, and I didn't want to go in because I'm Catholic. And um, everybody was in there, they were singing those old, old time religion songs, and I missed those songs because it's the way I was raised. Um, I was raised Baptist and Pentecostal churches, and in my my emotions miss those songs. But I said, something in me said, I'm not going. I don't want to go. Then I felt guilty for not going. But I, I left and I ran into someone that made me go back in. I, you know how dreams don't make sense or not? Yes. They don't make sense sometimes. Well, I end up in the church and I noticed that the praise and worship dude and the preacher dude were Pentecostal, and they were identical twins. And I'm sitting there, and then this lady hands me a um, a Eucharist. But when I when I took it from her, you know, they don't have the Eucharist in these right. Baptist churches, okay? Right. But she hands me a Eucharist, and and the texture of it just um, felt wrong. The tech, the way it felt, it felt like kind of like paper. Right. Thick paper or something or cardboard, thin cardboard. And it was just a weird feeling and I would not eat it. I would not eat it. And then I left. And then when I got outside, I ran into my son. I think, you know, him on Instagram. Catholicism you yeah. fall I ran to him. I said, "Did you eat the? Did you take the Eucharist in there?" And he said, "Yeah." And I was like, "That wasn't the Eucharist, you know. It, it was a. It was a. It was exactly what they say it is, a pi- a piece of a, a piece of bread. Because I could tell the difference in my drink. Yeah. yeah right. does that make sense?
1: It does, and I had no idea that was your son. Yeah. Wow. I follow, like, all the Catholic accounts, and I'm sure they probably get on my profile, like, who is this crazy lady? She's got tattoos. She looks weird. You know, I'm, I'm sure they do. No,
0: nah, because one of my best friends is, um, you, do you do Facebook at all?
1: I do, unfortunately,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> of it. that was my New Year's resolution, but one of my best Catholic friends is a girl in Florida. And uh, she is, uh, that's her thing, tats. Tattoos is her thing. And she she likes to wear her veil. You know, she's a Latin mask girl. Okay. So. And then, I don't know if you saw my first episode this week, this Saturday. Yeah. I did my first live episode with a uh, girl. It's, um, I don't want to say her name the one you kept calling psycho psycho yeah (laughs) but she's the same way i saw that one yeah y'all have a lot in common so that's you know it seems like all my friends they have a little bit of ink
1: well i think that's funny because when i first found you you were under the name catholic for rednecks yeah and uh you know that just strikes something with me like hey this is actually going to be a down to earth guy, you know, or a page. I had no idea if it was guy, woman, couple who had no idea. I just wanted the content, you know? Right. Um, because I, I think it's important. But yeah, when I found you, I saw that. Cause, you know, I'm from the hills, Appalachian mm-hmm. Hills. You know? My dad, if he could, you know, under the race and religion part, if it said redneck, he would. He would have checked redneck, not white. You know what I mean. Right. So I, I felt something towards that, but yeah. Um, it, I don't know. I think it just um, a little bit of um uh, blue collarness to it. You know.
0: Yeah, I like that, and I'm still Catholic for redneck. I'm just doing some experiments with my algorithms. Okay. And I wondered did the term redneck in the YouTube was. <clears throat> Hurting the channel because they're so sounds
1: like derogatory.
0: Yeah, like it's a or or the people that run social media, the mm-hmm. out- or they thinking I'm promoting something they don't understand.
1: Exactly, you know? like you're an extremist or something. Yeah,
0: like the Klan or something. You yeah. know. So I, and plus I had the number four the numeral four in my web right. app. I'm wondering, could that affect algorithms? Because I don't know, but this channel right here would not budge for years in view wow. robbers subscribers. And <laughs> I made a couple of tiny changes and it went from uh 3,000 to 20-something thousand rapidly. That's so, a blessing. Yeah. Well, I don't want... I'm trying to reach people with Catholic faith, mm-hmm. and if the word "redneck" in the name is pushing it down, yeah, Find out. But I am a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gathered that. <laughs> I'm not the kind of redneck that people that don't live around here may may think. But like you're talking about ink, okay. My dad had thirteen. Tattoos, and I know that's a tiny number to my three friends. <laughs> that he had thirteen, but and that's part of my dad. You know, when I when I have memories of my dad, I think about his tattoos. And when I grew Aww. up, with his, you know, he's going around the house with no shirt or his teeth. That's my dad. Yeah, that's my heritage. And then my youngest son. Had Right, Brian from Catholicism. He's got tats. And I saw his first one. He was in there and he was putting stuff in the washing machine. And I looked at his arm and he had a smiley face. Like a, <laughs> you know the prison? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: He bought cheap prison. He had one of those. It was a smiley face. I said, Is that a tattoo? <clears throat> and he said, No, Dad, it's um oh, we did it last night at a party. It's Oh no. Yeah, then I saw about three months later. I said that's some good ink. It didn't wash off, did it? So then he got one on his butt. Oh wow. Yeah. And that's
1: intense.
0: Yeah, right across his <laughs> butt it says um something about USDA approved. <laughs> you well, know, you know,
1: it, I always had um
0: Or the Julius.
1: I always had severe backlash in the Protestant community with tattoos. Mm -hmm. I mean, severe, like, um, my mom and dad, I remember when I first started getting tattooed, they were like, what? Oh, you're going to regret that. And I'm like, okay, well, they just didn't really understand. Like I'm a very creative person. And it's just the artistic side of me. And, um, there's so many people out there that still don't understand that I get that, you know, we're not meant to all be understood. Right. But, um, yeah. So whenever we ended up, we moved here and we found our parish here in South Carolina and I, we met our new, the church just got a new priest and he was from Poland. So he was a Polish priest and I was like, Oh no, wonder how I'm going to be accepted here. You know, there's like hardly any Catholics here where I'm at, you know, very, very difficult. And, um, So I remember going to confession with him and, you know, afterwards he being like, oh, wow, you are very artistic. And he's like, this is great self-expression, you know. And I was like, wow, like, thanks for the acceptance and from a priest, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. It just felt very welcoming. You know what I mean? And everybody wants to feel welcomed.
0: (laughs) Well, Father Bean, he's the priest here at the um redneck Catholic Mass. You know, you go to the Latin Mass, right?
1: Um, Latin. Actually, here where I live, you, mm-hmm. there's not a Latin Mass around here, to my knowledge.
0: Have you ever been to a redneck Mass?
1: No, what is that?
0: <laughs> well, it's when you don't have everything you need for a proper Mass. And you just have a bunch of rednecks and hillbillies helping out. So there's oh, a few modifications. But anyhow, it's a it's a legitimate mass, but Father Bean was at the uh, grocery store, and he wears his priest outfit all the time, which you'd never see priests in Alabama. You ain't gonna see no priest. I've seen one in my life, outside of the mass. Okay, so uh, sorry I'm moving around, but um, he was at grocery store, and the guy said, "Are you a priest?" And he says, no, but I play one on TV. And the Um, guy thought, you know, Father Bean jokes all the time. So Father Bean's telling me, yeah, I'm a priest. My church is down the road. And the guy had a little bit of ink on himself. He said, well, can people that look like me come to your church? And he pulls up his robe. This is at the grocery store. He pulls up his robe and exposes his ink. And he said, "You mean like this?" And the guy said, you, you, "You're a priest, and you got tattoos." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Of course, you're welcome in my church because I'm just like you are." So I just thought that was neat. so Father Bean, oh, and I got a friend. His name is Stephen Boyd. He's probably watching, or he'll watch later. And he's a—I uh, don't want to call him a goody-two-shoes. He wears a suit to church. Oh he wears a suit to <laughs> fashion, Okay. And uh oh, he lives in a rich folks part of town. <clears throat> and he got the tattoo, you know, the one the Jews got in the concentration camp, the, the serum. Star- yeah. Yeah, he got one on his wrist.
1: Oh wow.
0: The one that belonged to um, hey Hector, it's what's the guy, Kobe Maximilian? Was that his name? The one in the round glasses he got ex-
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. traded his life for the other people. Right. That number. He's a saint now. Yeah. Conversation piece. People ask him about that number, and he gets to tell them about the church. Do you have any Catholic ones?
1: I do have a Catholic tattoo. Yes. Mm-hmm. I you want to see it? Yeah. <laughs> so it is uh Greek, the Greek, so it's Christ and the Alpha and Omega.
0: Is that the same as the Pope flag?
1: I'm not sure. I'd have to look at it. Make you know, sure. The, uh, I don't want to agree okay. to nothing on YouTube without looking at it.
0: <laughs> it looks. It looks. That's really nice. I got a um. That friend I was telling you about. She's got the lady or Lady of Guadalupe.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Like life size.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: life size. On her arm is is really nice looking, and my dad told me. Now I told you my dad had thirteen, which probably doesn't sound like a lot today, but back then it was a lot. And
1: yeah,
0: he had thirteen. You could see, and I think I like more you couldn't see if you get my drift. Right. But, um, he told, he told me not to get one, that he'd kick my rear end, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. his military. So I went in the Marines. And it's hard to go through the Marine Corps without getting one. And I stood in line to get one. And because of fear of my dad, what he told me, I didn't get one. But, you know, it seems like everyone else has. But.
1: That is so funny. My dad was in the Marines and I actually did the delayed entry program into the Marine Corps my last year in high school. I did four years of NJRTC in my high school program. My whole life goal was to be a Marine Corps drill instructor. Really? It was. It wasn't to be a mom. It was not to have kids. It was to be a drill instructor and to have my own life and to, yeah, do that, right? And Wow thing tables turned i ended up having a triple knee surgery and that that was obviously and my uh, yeah so that was obviously my cue and i've had it took me a full year to learn how to walk again i'm like no i'm not
0: definitely or something?
1: no i was just training with the marine corps
0: and blew your knee
1: no kidding yeah no kidding. I'm telling you, I was doing some serious training though, and but we also trained in my ROTC classes too. So mm-hmm. very active. You know, I was destined to go places there But that, but God had other plans.
0: <laughs> yeah, His plans are better, even if they don't look like it. Well, that that's really interesting. So uh, let me ask you something. You said you wanted to be a drill instructor. Mm-hmm. I believe it.
1: You did? I did. I
0: did. I I know that was because you're you're pretty. I don't know you very well. Mm -hmm. I've known you enough just to set up this interview that you're very direct. Part you can be very direct. And when I looked at my, I was going to sit down and pray a rosary and drink my coffee because I had the time next time. So I picked up my phone. To quickly text you and say, We're on for an hour, and you were already there, and you had blown my phone up. And I was Oh, no, she's mad.
1: And I, I wasn't. I am extremely prompt. I can tell. I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now,
0: I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm very prompt too, but I'm yes. confused because I got all these people I'm booking. Yeah. They're different time zones. And everybody is kind of like, I need, a, I need an assistant because my life, see, I do real estate and I'm also a full-time caretaker. Okay. I've got a lot going on. Yeah. And my schedule can change at the drop of a dime. Right. And it seems like all my guests are in the same boat, their schedule, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Like. My friend, Amanda, I've been trying to get her on here every day, forever, even before I started, you know, decided to start doing just interviews. And it's something. she got three kids as well. And every day when the kids are sick or the dog is sick or she gets called into work or the YouTube wouldn't work Sunday night. So I'm already a little skittish. So let me ask you something really quick. Okay. When you were going to, Julius or someone just asked, how did you become Catholic? And it's because you started dating a Catholic. Right. Were you the one that said, hey, when are we going to start going to your church? Yes, I was. Okay.
1: Yes, I was. Because he was like, Cause I was like, I really want a church wedding. And like I told you in high school, I was really obsessed with like the Catholic church. Just didn't really where to, where to take that energy with that. You know what I mean? Just didn't know where. So I met him and I'm like, I get to have a Catholic wedding. This is amazing. So I told him, I said, well, it it got to, I told him, I said, I'm not marrying you unless it's in the Catholic church. And so we went to the local church and I started my RCIA, did that, and yeah.
0: What I went to um,
1: Latin Daily Mass for a long time, yeah.
0: Did you, like when you went to the church, because see, I did the same thing. I didn't know what to do, because around here, I don't know about where you live, but if you want to be Catholic, it's on you, because ain't nobody knocking on the door. The same as back home,
1: and the same as here where I'm living, like, yeah. It is few and far between. Right. And, um, it, it, yeah, I, I understand the struggle. That's why, like, I I do look at social media as a really nice place or YouTube to see Catholic stuff. And that's why you when you opened up the conversion stories, I'm like, oh, I'd love to share because, you know, what if someone out there is inspired, you know, because it is hard when you're not in numbers together, yeah. if what you will. You- I mean, Where do you start? Whereas the the Catholic church is the biggest church in the world, right? But yeah. if you're not around so much, but, um, yeah, so I, I totally understand, but you're out there. Have you ever been to that EWTN church out there? I used to work there. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. I worked there for years.
1: Yeah. Cause I love hopping on there. A lot of times I'll do me and my kids cause I homeschool them. We'll do our rosary or them. Mm-hmm. But, um,
0: uh, it's I, right I, down the road.
1: Wow, that's road. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, a lot I, of those I, priests come over here and hang out.
1: Wow. So did you happen to know, I um, actually had a family that I met from my parish um, have a TV show on EWTN called, uh, their names are Patrick and Joy. Patrick and they, Yeah, they are a part of the... Uh, the cross, the order of the cross of Saint Benedict Society, and their missionary name is Joyful Hope TV. That's mm-hmm. they're on YouTube. I mm-hmm. highly recommend them, they're amazing. That's I, like I I normally would plug into them, and they do like these angliest prayers, and they're amazing and they just inspire me, really. Mm-hmm. They really do. And, um, because when you don't have a lot of Catholic people around, like I said, you got to you got to get in there. And so I love their like 6 PM prayers because you can just kind of hop on, spend some good quality Catholic time. Sometimes Patrick will play the guitar and joy will sing, you know, but they are amazing. They also do deliverance workshops all over the country with priests.
0: Yeah. Personally, but I know, I know who you're talking about.
1: Okay. They are amazing. And that's, It was so funny because I've had a rough week this week, which I don't take coincidence hopping on here with you. And so I had such a strong feeling to get back onto my YouTube channel with them and to just get back into their, you know, just focusing. Right. And sure enough, their message this week was strongholds. Hmm. And I just I just did. That's why when I text you that, I'm like, it was not coincidence at all. You know. 'Cause we're always under attack, you know.
0: Do you um do you go to confession regular? Yes, I do. What's yeah. regular for you, every day or t-
1: I don't go like I should. So a- I hate to put a number out there in YouTube community. But I would I, I do try to behave, you know, but you know, at least once a month. I, I do try to, I do try to make once a month, if not once every two months you Know what I mean? Yeah, and I'll take right now, it's just my oldest son, so I'll take him. He's able to do that with me, you know, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll I love that. Um, I'm here where I am at in this stage of my life because I'm able to homeschool them and catechize them really well.
0: Yeah, I go, I could probably really go to confession every day. That was a joke that I said a minute ago. <laughs> And I did ask him, <clears throat> I really asked them, can they make a confession app for your phone where you can FaceTime like this?
1: Yeah. Because
0: I need it. Because I've gone to confession twice. Let me twice. tell
1: you, that'd be great.
0: I've gone twice in one morning before. And I went to confession downtown at the cathedral. And this is when I was a rookie Catholic. You know, when, you can't learn the Catholic faith in six months. It takes... No,
1: Six you times. can't. It does. Yeah. It, it takes your intentions of right. actually learning.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot to take. I mean, the basics is, you know, you love Jesus and go to Mass and confession. But, you know, you just learn every day. And I went, I went to confession, and I got absolved. And then on the way home, I remembered something that I didn't confess. That is a reason I even went to confession. Oh. I went to confession because of one thing that was bothering me. But once you get in the booth, sometimes you get.
1: Yeah.
0: Something else comes out. So I'm like, oh, my, I forgot that biggie. So I, I stopped at EWTN and went to confession again. And the priest says, how long has it been since you last <laughs> confession? I said, about 15 minutes. Uh, he I, probably thought, "What?" Yeah, I told. God will him, pray for you. Well, I, 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 told him the. I told him what it was, and all uh, what I found out since then is that when you go to confession with your heart right, you know, when you're truly in there confessing from your heart, everything is covered. Even if you forget it yeah. or remember it, it's you're covered, it's gone, it's removed. Mm-hmm. If it comes up in your mind later on, you know, you can mention it next time you're in there. But I didn't know that at the time. Oh. There's always something maybe you forget, unless you're not a hardcore sinner like me. So,
1: <laughs> no, I I love but, I love the
0: confessional. Yeah. Do you write a list before you go in there?
1: So I don't write a list, but like, if I will prepare myself a week in advance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like I will prepare myself with uh prayers, like, Lord, send me what I need to confess because I'm going, I'm going, I need you reveal to me what reveal to me what I'm doing wrong. You know, I, I do go through that process and I, I love that. And by the time I end up in confession, I'm crying, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and so it's just amazing. I, I I'm a big goer for the confessional i am
0: huge big on it you go face to face or oh or- yeah do yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah so my priest he does face to face which is okay but um it kind of makes me nervous you know what i mean because uh our parish is small and so mm-hmm. there's not like you know the the screen and everything there but um yeah i tell him like okay this is it i'm like this is super awkward and he's like I'm from Poland. We're, we were lucky to have this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because when I got first introduced to the church, I had your traditional confessional stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, so sometimes me and my, my son and husband will go out to the one in town that does have that just to give him that, you know, the sense of what it is. I think it's beautiful.
0: You know? It is. Have you, yeah. now, Father Bain, the one I just told you about, the Redneck Priest. Mm -hmm. he's a confession at Walmart. Oh, wow. He'll do it in the produce section in a heartbeat. And when I worked at EWTN, i have seen some funky confessions before. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Uh, And um, during the COVID thing, Father Bean would go get a a lawn chair, and set it out in the parking lot in his robe and everything. And there would be a line of cars, like a drive through
1: Well, you know what? What a testimony to that priest. Mm-hmm. We need more priests like that.
0: He would all. It was funny because um, he would sit out there and people, didn't, not even Catholics, or people that's not been to confession in decades
1: mm-hmm.
0: would go to confession.
1: How amazing I, is that?
0: Yeah, there some one time the cars lined up all the way down the street. I'm about to start trying. It was great. It was really good. And I remember waiting in my line and pulling up to confession out in the parking lot. And this woman cut in front of me on foot. She got out of her car, walked across the front of my car, and broke in line. About I was about to run over her, I was so mad. You
1: know,
0: Listen, John, <laughs> I, I have I
1: have stood in some confessional lines. Can't say I blame her.
0: You know what I'm saying? Oh
1: yeah.
0: Hey, one time <laughs> I was I was saying my confession recently, and some woman knocked on the door of the priest, you know, on the other side of the booth. And he said, he said, excuse me, I've got to leave for a minute. That's the priest, right? And we're talking about hundreds of people at confession. I mean, confession is big where I go. You will stand in line right. no when you go. And so he leaves the booth. And is having a conversation with this lady outside the booth. And then he comes in the booth. He said, I'm sorry, but our priest had something coming up. You know, he was just a confession priest. This is before mass. He said, I've got to do mass in two minutes. I got to go. You're absolved, blah, 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 blah. And and he gave me a a piece of paper to (laughs) open up the thing. And I opened it up, and he gave me a piece of paper, um, that meant a lot. I keep it in my, in my billfold. So, oh, that is but, special. You know, battlefield confessions aren't like the ones sometimes at church.
1: Yeah, and that that's okay. I don't, th- and they're not meant to be. You know, right. sometimes you got to be met where you're at. You know, right, right. Especially if that's where you are spiritually, you know, and you see something like that and you're like, oh, I need to do this. And, you know, you needed to do it, you know. But now, as since we are both ex-Baptists, <clears throat> let's talk about, are you a avid book reader? Do you like to read? Like where I'm going with this is if you had something to recommend to me for more delving into the faith, what would it be?
0: Um. No. I, I,
1: I know you said Father Bean, so I need to look into him. Does he have a YouTube channel?
0: Yes, he does. I will hook you up, okay? Okay.
1: Um,
0: You're asking me something I want to answer spur of the moment because I did a lot of reading coming from a Baptist background. I did every Scott Hahn book. Mm -hmm. Stephen Fish right there. He got. He did all his, uh, studying to be Catholic in a penitentiary. <laughs> hey, go, hey. He was in prison for ten years. He got real Catholic, so. Uh,
1: he had the time too. Well, yeah. I had some books that I would like to recommend that personally
0: spoke to
1: me on my journey. If you don't mind me sharing. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's your show.
1: So get us out of here. Have you heard of this? No. So this is it's Maria Sima speaks and it's about her um her visions of purgatory. This is her. I highly recommend this book. If you want to learn more about purgatory, Google get us out of here. This book is amazing. Amazing. Of course, everyone needs the Fathers Know Best book.
0: Give me Yes.
1: I love Catholic answers. They are my favorite. So we can't forget Trent Horn, Why We're Catholic.
0: I think I read that one.
1: Yeah, that one's a good one. Like, it literally answered my questions. And I have a bunch of others, but this is probably my other favorite, The fam- Flame of Love. Have you heard of this one? No, ma'am. It's another diary. It's really good. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's about a nun, but um, check check that out. This I've is. Really- a- it's Leave about me a
0: vision that she out, please would you let her out I'm sorry my do- the dog come in here you know you just tricked me with that book intro didn't you no
1: I didn't you write them
0: you tricked me you no, asked I didn't write them. good books and you got 20 sitting listen, in your lap. <laughs>
1: listen let me recommend a few things I've only like got a few it. on hand
0: I like it a lot
1: well you know I'm also doing that catechism in a year
0: hmm with the guy him? that talks real slow huh with that priest that talks very slow
1: father max schmitz i don't no. i don't know yeah i love him okay i was <laughs> one of those that did the uh i was the one of those first years that did the uh bible in the year podcast
0: father was an hour Huh.
1: Yeah It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I do see a lot of people say, oh, he talks so fast, but oh no, it don't bother me. I don't think he does.
0: Yeah, Catholic dad agrees with me.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) He talks so fast. Stephen Fish, I like him. He's corny though. (laughs) But I love him. Yeah. Yeah, Um, he's great. Oh, you caught me off guard. Um Father Bean has a 10 YouTube. Oh. It's, it's their YouTube, but if you Google Father Bean and EWTN, it'll pop up, and it's back in his hippie days, when he had hair, when he was younger, because he was a Baptist preacher.
1: <clears throat> oh.
0: Yeah. He was a, on staff right down here, no, right over there, at Southside Baptist Church.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. And he didn't... He started preaching Catholic teaching as a Baptist preacher. Wow! It or not. And because he was preaching out of the Bible, they weren't picking up on it. Right. They just thought they was hearing the Bible. Mm. He would go down <clears throat> to EWTN chapel and just sit there. Oh, oh let me tell you. So I said this the other day. I got a lot of EWTN people that live. On my street okay uh-huh. i'm surrounded and two doors down one of the vice presidents owns the house and they moved her to they moved her to colorado so she rents the house to a pentecostal preacher and the pentecostal preacher goes to EWTN to pray uh-huh. at the church there because Ooh. he's feeling something yeah well, we'll pray for him. Yeah. So, well, look, it's been great having you. And I want to ask you real quick, is if people want to learn how to do all your fancy cooking, <laughs> tell, tell them how they can watch your, because I see your reels. They're in my news feed all the time.
1: Just I appreciate you following. It means a lot. It really does.
0: Well, so tell us how to find you. To watch your little movies.
1: You can find me at wild and artfully me. And that name comes from, I'm a wild fermentation revivalist. I wrote a book, Bringing Back Bacteria. And I teach people how to make their own probiotics at home by using food.
0: And how long does a bottle of pickles last? A jar.
1: So my jar of pickles will last a year in the fridge after fermentation.
0: So... Is there any way possible I can order a jar? I don't know. As a friend. Not as a business, <laughs> but as a friend.
1: Let me, let me see about that, maybe.
0: Okay, because I've always wanted to, to kind of get a buzz from a pickle like I did a cherry.
1: I, <laughs> you are not going to get a buzz, silly.
0: <laughs> oh, thought they were fermented.
1: You better quit that. I don't make alcohol. <laughs> I don't
0: alcohol. Need- it or not i don't but I don't I, I haven't had uh, alcohol and except for one little slip up at the beach a year and a half ago oh i
1: didn't say i don't drink alcohol i said i don't
0: make it with oh, fermentation you don't, you don't run a still is what you're saying i'm
1: not running a still yet.
0: okay i know where you're from now
1: <laughs> yeah
0: All yeah right. the
1: hills run deep with it <laughs> i'm
0: gonna have you on again real soon. Okay.
1: And I'd love that. And thank you for taking the time out for me.
0: Okay. You have a good day. I'll talk to you, you later. Too. Bye-bye.